Hi, this is Brett and thanks for joining me today here at the Carpenters Union. You know, today we will continue our study in the book of Joshua chapter 2. As we noted in the last episode, preparations are still underway to make the big crossing into the promised land. But Joshua still had some unfinished business to attend to. Joshua had sent out two spies and as we highlighted in the last discussion, these spies were more like messengers bringing a message of salvation. Well, today we will turn our focus to the key person who would hear this message of salvation, a woman by the name of Rahab, a woman who was, well, pretty rough around the edges for sure, a woman who has gone through a major spiritual conversion. I would put it this way, that Rahab has gone through spiritual rehab. So. Let's dive into the Word of God and uncover more details and perspectives about this very important woman, shall we? Now, similar to last time, I encourage all of you listening today to take the time to read all of chapter 2 in its entirety to understand the full context. Uh, This is always a solid practice that Bible students should employ. That said, today's emphasis, as I said earlier, will be on Rahab. So for the sake of time, I will be reading verses that pertain just to her specifically. So starting in verse 1, it says, And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out from Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, even Jericho. And they went, and they came into a harlot's house named Rahab, and they lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come unto thee, which are entered into thine house, for they are come to search out the entire country. And the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus, There came to me two men, but I don't know where they came from. And it came to pass at about the time of the shutting of the gate when it was dark that the men went out, and I don't know where they went. Pursue after them quickly, for you shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them under the stalks of flax, which she had laid on the roof. Keep in mind, in those days, roofs were flat and they were used to dry things out like food and like this, flax. Verse 7, The men pursued after them by the way of the Jordan unto the fords, and as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up to them upon the roof, and she said unto them, I know that the Lord has given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon all of us, and all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is the God in heaven above and in earth beneath. 
Now, therefore, I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token, and that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. She's basically saying, we don't want to die. Please save us. And as she continues to have a conversation with these spies and they share with her the message of how she and her household can be saved, verse 21, she says this, according unto your words, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed and she bound the scarlet line in the window. Now, these 14 verses involving Rahab are filled with such rich information. Let me start by stating this acronym, CDC. <laughs> In this current time of a worldwide pandemic, all of us, I am sure, are very familiar with the term CDC, the Center for Disease Control. <laughs> this is not a plug for that government institution. I certainly don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Rather, CDC is a very easy acronym to remember. Specific to Rahab, I'm going to outline three CDCs. The first one, the first CDC is this. Consider her degenerate condition. A harlot? Really? Aren't these kinds of people disqualified from receiving favor and forgiveness from God? Well, before we think too highly of ourselves, Romans 3.23 clearly states, For everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Jesus would further bring it down to a matter of the heart by stating in Matthew 5, 28, quote, But I say, anyone who even looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So based on these scriptures alone, well, all of us have sinned. We are all guilty. We are all in a degenerate condition. We need to CDC, consider our degenerate condition. The second CDC, consider her dramatic conversion. She has facts about God. There is fear of God and there is faith in God. Let's talk about the facts, right? So she has a mental belief in her conversion. There in verse 10, it stated, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt. She heard about these events that took place about 40 years earlier. She had the facts. Isaiah 1.18, it says, Come and let us reason together. You know, God gave us minds and intelligence. Wouldn't it be logical that he wants us to employ our minds and our intelligence in our relationship with him? In particular, to his written word. Folks, read his word in particular to history, where God spoke about an event that would occur, and then later on, it actually occurred. Prophecy. You know, she had a fear of God. Stemming from verse 9, it was an emotional experience where she had mentioned that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. You know, I think of a time where I had to actually discipline my children. They were misbehaving, and they were 
demonstrating behavior that was fairly rebellious. And so we had to have a moment of some very stern discipline. Well, what was interesting was during the course of this discipline and during the course of this reestablishment of our relationship because of this uh, disobedience, there was tears, there was brokenness, and not kind, not the kind of tears that would come from uh, sadness from being caught, but actually tears for letting me and their mother down. So an appropriate and proper brokenness. And it was very emotional. Um, and so, you know, when there's times when we go through a conversion, when we are stopping and thinking about our degenerate condition, that should bring us to tears and bring us a desire to restore that relationship by going through a conversion. Lastly, she had faith in God. There was something spiritual there in verse 12. I pray you, you know, just praying goes beyond our minds and our intelligence. It's not just an intellectual agreement. Hebrews 11.1, 1, it would say, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the epitome of surrendering and placing one's trust into the hands of another. Faith, it supersedes our mental capacity. Faith, it supersedes our emotional state both of which are confined to our fallen state. Our faith elevates us into the heavenlies, and thank God for that. Well, the final CDC specific to Rahab was, consider her declarative confession. She made a Godward confession and a manward confession. By Godward, I mean, there in verse 11, it would say, For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Romans 10.9, it says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then she puts forth a manward declaration of confession to show all. Where I'm going with that is there in verse 21, where she bound the scarlet line in her window. She let down the rope, thus declaring openly to everyone her faith and trust in the salvation message that was shared with her. You know, I had a football coach back in high school, and he was always getting on us and saying to us, you guys are playing the game consistently inconsistent. That phrase always stuck with me. What I love about the Word of God is that it is consistently consistent. The types and the pictures that the Lord has given us reinforces His message all the time. It's so dependable and so trustworthy. What we saw today is a type of how God's followers consistently respond to His message of grace and salvation. Rahab's rehab followed the recommendations of the CDC, <laughs> and you know what I mean. She saw her condition, which shaped her conversion, and then she spoke a confession, both to God and to man. She was real with herself. My question to you today is, are you real with yourself? Have you followed the CDC guidelines regarding your spiritual salvation? I encourage you today to respond to God. We are all sinners. Yeah, at different levels, of course, but sinners nonetheless. 
But God gave us Jesus who died for us to remove these sins. And it is this message that brings out a conversion in all of us who simply believe it and then simply confess it. Well, I pray that these aspects and concepts can apply and transform your life today. May the Holy Spirit guide you in all areas of your life and always share what you have learned today and always be ready to share God's message of salvation through His Son, Jesus. Thanks again for joining me here at the Carpenters Union. So until next time, may His face shine upon you and may He be gracious to you. Amen.